0: Hi, this is John. And I'm Rachel. And we're part of the Don't Go Down That Road Horror Movie Podcast, the podcast that takes two horror movies with slim, similar themes, puts them together, and see who would win in a fight. Woo! You can contact <laughs> us on Twitter at DGDTRpodcast. It's the same for our Instagram. Uh, check out our website, don'tgodownthatroadpodcast.com, and email us at don't go down that road, pc at gmail.com. With any suggestions, uh, subscribe, review. If you like us, Awesome. Right now, we are listening to our good friends at the Terrible Terror Podcast. That is correct, and uh, we were their three hundredth follower. Is that three hundredth follower on Twitter? So we were able to select the film that they're going to be reviewing. We picked Leprechaun: Back to the Hood. Back to the Hood, yo! <laughs> it <laughs> so was it should awesome. be pretty exciting to see what they got to say about
1: this pretty horrible horror movie. <laughs> yes. So
0: uh, please check it out, guys. And I mean, obviously you are because you're listening to us right now. So. <laughs> Yeah, have fun. Enjoy the show. Enjoy it. And always remember, don't don't go go down down that road. Well, it's time to turn out the lights, grab some popcorn, and watch some horrible horror movies. And this is the Terrible Terror Podcast, where in each episode, I delve into the world of terrible horror movies. So why do I do it? I can't really explain it, but I love these horrible movies. If you've made a horror movie on your phone, or made your own special effects MacGyver style, please send it my way now what do you get when you've already uh gone to the countryside you have uh gone into space you went to the hood and now where are you gonna go why if you're a leprechaun you're gonna go back to the hood why it's time for another episode and it's october of 2016 so that only means that i just did an episode a week ago jesus fucking christ well thank you to john and rachel for the suggestion this week uh i was very happy to have you guys as my 300th follower uh and uh of course please go check out their podcast because it's pretty fantastic Uh, And Rachel's got a laugh that's fucking addictive uh, to listen to. And it's really hard not to laugh along with her. Um, And the format of their podcast is very fun as well. Uh, But this one, it's all being brought to you by them. Uh, And I thank you for the nice little intro that you guys did. Um, So, here we are. We're in leprechaun country, finally, I guess. I've actually kind of been avoiding these movies because... uh, Uh, They've never really been any good, like, at all. (laughs) Even the original Leprechaun, where you had uh, Jennifer Aniston kind of start her uh, career, I should say, uh, it was just kind of okay, not really scary, not really funny. I guess they started off trying to be an actual horror film, and they really went down the Freddy Krueger path. I mean,. Uh, To be honest, the only two true characters of horror that have stayed the same have been Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees. They really haven't changed much. Uh, You know, Freddy tried to go back and be uh, a little more serious like he used to be back in the day, uh, but that was a gritty reboot. And there was another reboot of this franchise as well, starring Hornswoggle from the WWE well, actually, I should say WWF, because fuck, I don't care about the World Wildlife Foundation, and it'll always be the WWF in my heart, right? Isn't that right? Anyway, so uh, you have a, a wrestler playing the new Leprechaun instead of Warwick Davis, which is a bunch of bullshit, but after Back to the Hood? Actually, you know, after To the Hood, uh, he <laughs> or In the Hood, or whatever the fucking fifth one was called, uh, I would have probably... Maybe even when he went into space, I would have jumped ship from this franchise. If I was Warwick Davis, but of course, uh, Warwick Davis probably didn't have a whole lot of things. And you got to make that money somehow, right? Uh, So we're here. We're going back to the hood. And it's fun because this is the first time I've actually seen this one. I've seen Leprechaun in the hood uh that one is a mess of a film as well as this one is but it's definitely a lot more enjoyable because you can tell there was a little bit more of a budget i mean they had a budget to get iced tea for christ's sakes who do you have here uh fake 57 or 57 fake or where the fuck that clothing franchise that's all over the fucking film they just paid for this i swear and there's only like one freaking place that they shot this and of course it's somewhere generic la uh that's all i can talk about with it so without further ado let's go ahead and let's get to the film so we get a short little intro music and then we actually get to hear about the origins of the leprechaun once again
2: there was a time long ago when evil men with greed in their hearts would lay siege to the king that possessed the ancient treasures of the dark ages The king was in league with creatures of magic, forest spirits, leprechauns. These guardians summoned from the earth to protect the gold from falling into the hands of evil men, of wicked men. The legend of their ferocity spread through the land and all would know not to trifle with these creatures. The king's reign would come to an end. And the leprechauns would find their home again back in Mother Nature's embrace. Except for the myth of the one. The one that did not go back.
0: So, when they first open this book, they open it up and it says Chapter 6. So, this was, like, planned that it was a chapter? Like, is this supposed to be, like, the final chapter? Uh, I don't know. And then you make the leprechaun seem like a zombie. Like, he comes up from the earth. Here's the hand that's coming up and it's all, like, distorted. It's kind of cool animation and maybe they spent some of their budget doing this animated piece. Which... Honestly, it was quite worth it, considering the makeup of the leprechaun in this one is probably the worst out of the whole fucking series. Uh, And, like I said, it seems like it's shot in all one place. And you can already hear the Wilhelm scream, like, right away in the beginning of this. It's such a weird, like, placement of it, too, because it's when all the leprechauns jump on one of the knights in the animated uh, portion of the film. Then we open upon after this has gone all down, uh, a priest that is walking around and he takes a swig of liquor from his little hidden, uh, you know, bottle that he has on him and uh or flask I should say, and he sh- has a shovel in his hand. All of a sudden a rainbow comes down and shows on the ground and he starts swinging the shovel at the rainbow trying to make it disappear. And then all of a sudden who shows up but our little leprechaun friend. <clears throat> Where is it? It's gone!
2: You can't hide it, Jacob. The rainbow always points to me, treasure.
1: Never again, foul creature. You're going back to hell tonight. The Lord will help me send you. Poor misguided Jacob. Even if you steal for
2: God, you still have to pay the devil.
0: And right now, we're kind of off to a promising start, because you it's already kind of dark and gritty. Uh, the Leprechaun is very... it's weird. The the character itself is a very moralistic character. It, even though it kills a bunch of people, but it's really about just getting, well, you know, getting his gold back, for one. But also kind of making those pay that gone to such great lengths... To steal this gold. And then they use it for their own selfish needs. Just in, like what he's saying right now. It looks like he was trying to build a giant like rec center for the youth. But you know the he's doing it built upon the leprechaun's gold. And that's that's his motherfucker. You don't steal from the fucking leprechaun. And it doesn't matter if you're doing it for good. You're still a fucking thief. And you know that should be shunned in the eyes of the Lord right. You shouldn't steal uh, you know to build your shit that's just the way that it works of course most people won't see it as stealing because hey you found the gold and that should be you know yours if you found it uh but you know it's always belonged to this little piece of shit leprechaun uh that's probably going to disembowel so they have a little bit of fight the priest pulls out a uh like a vial of it looks like the holy hand grenade type of thing uh but vials of uh clover infused holy water and he starts putting it on to the the leprechaun throwing it on him and the leprechaun no no not clovers and uh, the, uh this is also after the priest has kind of been stabbed a couple times by the leprechaun so they they get the thing and they end their little fight and the leprechaun goes back underground like a zombie again uh and then the priest he falls over and he dies and we go to one year later where we get to meet some of our main characters of the film they hiring
1: at the salon? Oh, it's a woman's salon. What you think you're going to do up in there? I can give massages.
0: Oh, I can help with those
1: bikini waxes.
0: Bikini wax?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Little mohawk, little triangle. Hey, I'm the fucking bomber. That's it for real. You know?
0: And so here we meet our main characters. Well, three of them so far. And one's kind of a main character, but he's more of comic relief for the rest of the film. Uh, and, you know, our main, main focus is on Emily. Uh, who's played by Tanji Miller. And then you've got Lisa Duncan, played by uh, Sherry Jackson. And, of course, uh, Jamie Davis, our fucking resident stoner, played by Paige Kennedy. And, you know, we have that nice little conversation, of course. They look across the street, and there's the remnants of the youth center. And the whole thing uh, stopped building because of the passing of our father, uh, who we saw in the beginning of the film get killed along with the leprechaun. We also see in the distance that there's Rory, uh, and he's got his woman on the back of his motorcycle, and then he kind of speeds off after they make out, and you see that there's some type of past between Emily uh, and uh, Rory over here. So, uh, at the same time, we also meet some of our antagonists of the film, and it's a group of gangsters. And how do I know that they're gangsters or thugs? Why, it's the way that they keep talking. And this is a running, fucking issue i have with this whole movie is that everything has to be pure thug because we're in the hood we have to make sure that they talk hoodish we have to make sure that they do everything uh in a way that seems kind of gangster or gangster related or something like that and it's really fucking annoying. Like, why can't these people just be normal characters? You have part of this movie that is trying to be a horror movie, but it's not really. Then you got part of this movie that's trying to be a Saturday morning special. And then you've got part of this movie that's trying to be menace to fucking society. And it fails on all three parts. I'm not going to fucking start with the you know oh well this is good no it really does and it keeps interjecting these things in different scenes and you can never kind of get away from one or the other and this is one of those times where it's that menace to society thing that jamie owes uh them money uh and well Watson and his crew and they physically shake him down for the money like it's like a an old 1950s mobster film where the mobster grabs the guy and turns him upside down shakes him and all the coins fall out in fact that's more like a disney cartoon to be honest with you where they do that to poor donald duck because donald duck doesn't have the money to pay the tax man or you know you've seen robin hood you've seen the disney version of that it's the same fucking thing this is what they're doing to this poor guy and they find that he doesn't have a whole lot of money on him, so they just tell him, well, you've got a little bit of time, and that's it, and then you got to pay the piper. And so, from that, we fade on to the next day in the barber shop, or I guess the beauty shop is what it should be. And there's some people that make a observation about Emily and the money that she's collecting.
2: Anchor! What you going to do with all that
1: cash? Oh, I'm saving up for college. I'm going to go to Kansas State. What you going to do with your ashy ass again? <laughs> Ain't no black people in that motherfucker. Girl, she go somewhere over the rainbow.
0: <laughs> now, every lady in this shop that they show has a specific type of face. And I don't know how to describe it other than it being the mm-hmm type face. Like if you can make that noise with your mouth out loud mm -hmm, you get the idea already of what the face looked like and every patron in this fucking beauty shop looks like that well Rory's girlfriend also comes in and she you know says something about oh she got natural hair and not the weave the blah 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 I don't know something again (laughs) to be a stereotype and to be fucking annoying uh you see that Emily is struggling here. She's trying to make the most of everything, and of course, Rory's girlfriend is causing problems because she's the new thing, and she's with uh somebody that we know already she has a past with. And I'm not really going to spoil it to say that they used to be an item, because you can just fucking tell from the first time that you see him, and it's lazy fucking writing. So, we then cut over to Rory, and he's walking back over to his bike, and... Warrant's men are all there waiting on his bike. Oh, you up to Jackson.
1: Nowhere. <laughs> Punk ass nigga tricky <drinking> cool. <laughs> it's power, you illiterate motherfucker. That's why you don't drop out of school for you learn how to read. <laughs> motherfucker, I'll
0: so, beat you? your mother- so again we have evil gangsters being evil and them being really thug and hardcore, right? And of course, there's probably going to be something later on in the film that makes him seem not so hardcore so that we laugh at it. But right now, it's kind of this scene where he calls him an illiterate motherfucker. Uh, And it's funny. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are parts of this film where there are things that are funny, but most of the time, you're trying way too hard. So they think that they scare Rory off, but in honesty, he drives away and then drives back by them. And you have the weakest drive-by batting I have ever seen. I mean, he. <laughs> it's just the jump cut that happens. He gets the bat ready on the bike, then all of a sudden, it's the bat like touching the one gangster's face, but not really. Like, you don't see like a swing. It's just a really bad cut of here it is, now you fall back, and then the motorcycle drive off and them get all upset. It's really shitty. Uh, it's really funny and laugh out loud like how ridiculous that this little part of the film is. We then cut back over to I don't know if it's Lisa's or it's Emily's apartment but Jamie and Lisa are talking together and well let's just say Lisa's a cold hard bitch. What's
1: up Dan? When we gonna hang out? We ain't gonna hang out. Besides, what would we do anyway if we went on a date? Oh, see, look, first of all, we'll go somewhere real nice, you know what I'm saying? Then we'll drive to the beach, you know what I mean? Lay out a blanket, you can have one of them tight-ass bikinis on. Then all the dudes will be staring like, girl, she is fine. My well, Danny is, you with me, so they will suffer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that sounds good. For real? Except for a few things. One, you ain't got no car to drive us in. Two, you ain't got no money. And three, you ain't got me.
0: Okay, so you can tell there's some sexual tension between the two of them. I wonder if something will happen later on in the film as well. Who knows? We are all new to this film, right? Uh, so, they, after he gets shot down, you know, then we switch over to the next day. Uh, and we see Emily and Lisa, and they're talking, and her car just suddenly breaks down. And then we get one of those Saturday morning uh, special type of conversations between the two of them.
2: It's so like you going to be putting the bus to school. Really Come on, it's just the car. Once go it gonna get better for Sam. Why our lives got to be like this? Really we just got to be the end of things right now. But it's
0: going for see this is the parts that you have in this film that really frustrate me. We jump from one thing to another. We jump from a scene where they're like trying to stir up some comedy uh in terms of the guy Jamie being shut down by Lisa, and then all of a sudden we get serious about how are we gonna get out of the hood. I can't believe we're going to do it one day. Don't worry. We're going to make sure we get out of here. We're going to build ourselves up and we can do that. Nah, the hood, it captures everything. It's like, really? Does this need to be in a film, like a horror film, let alone a leprechaun film? And didn't we already have this type of story in leprechaun in the hood? I mean, that one, if anybody remembers, dealt not with gold, but a magic flute that somehow gave everybody these awesome powers and let them do what they want, and the guy became this megastar hip-hop artist and got out of the hood, but he was corrupted by the power and his friends suffered for it, and even the leprechaun kind of got back at him at the same time, but this time, we're again, we're focusing on these people that are struggling and... Of course, they're going to find something being the gold uh, that is going to somehow save them from the hood. I I just don't quite get it. And then you have to think about this for a second. And I know I'm going on a little bit of tangent, but the leprechaun, he started out killing Whitey, right? And now all of a sudden he's gone into the hood and started killing all the African Americans that are in the hood what what is that point like why why did we go? Where did we go from that? like he went from going after I don't want to say normal people, uh but he went after the the regular horror base, right? and then now he's gone into the hood in two separate movies after he's gone into space already. he's already killed people in space. Why does he now go into the hood and why does he go back? To the hood. And the last movie doesn't even seem to fucking exist. If this is chapter six, why don't you talk about the fucking flute? Why don't we have it about the flute yet again after he got it back? Because they fucked up in the last movie somehow, some way. Instead, we're talking about gold. And we're totally excusing everything that happened in the last film. Shit. I wish I could see uh, Ice-T again. That would be so much better than half the shit in this movie. Huh. Anyway, so we got problems, and who else can solve these problems but a psychic? So that's where they go, and they go to get their fortunes read. Well, Emily wants to get her fortune read, and Lisa thinks it's just a fucking joke. But she goes along for the ride anyway. So we meet our psychic, and she starts talking about the dangers that are going to be surrounding Emily and her friends.
2: I see peril coming. Danger awaits you. We? is that why we came here hush lisa you suffered a great loss like so many other times in your life it began with the loss of your parents and it has come to this the nest egg you have created is gone along with the bird that stole it i see wealth in your future You'll come into it very soon. Oh, child. I speak of riches beyond your wildest dreams. Sounds good. But it must be denied, for it will come at a high price. Wait, 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 Why it got to be denied? At what price? The very fabric of your essence will be torn apart. It must be denied. Heed my words, Erica and Linda.
0: So at this point, shit starts going crazy, and uh, they end up leaving the psychic. And it's weird, because she talks about the money thing, and it looks like there's something that happened with Rory, where he stole a lot of the funds that she had. And this has caused a rift between them. But she's gonna come into a bunch of money... But she needs to make sure she stays away from it. What sucks about this scene, too, is there's a lot of weird flashes that go on. And it shows parts of the movie that are going to happen. Like, I'd like to know that this isn't going to happen. And one of the things is they show a character that is probably going to die. And I really wish they hadn't spoiled that. I mean, we know that things are going to happen. We see uh, a group of people in a shootout uh we recognize who those people are and why do you need to show that to me i i just don't get it i understand that she's seeing the future and she's looking at at all these new things that are gonna happen because she's gonna find the gold i mean that's not a spoiler we wouldn't be here unless she was gonna find his gold right uh how she does it is how or what we want to know we don't necessarily you know, want to be told, though, right away, what's going to happen later on in the film, at least personally. It's like somebody that goes and looks up spoilers for movies, right? You go out there, and you haven't seen, let's say, Iron Man 3, right? You haven't seen that movie yet, but you really want to know what the story is, because I can understand if you maybe don't want to see it because you've got friends who have seen it and absolutely hate it, and you just want to know the basics of it, so you read up on it. But let's say it's coming out tomorrow, right? And you decide, oh, somebody's already seen it, I'm going to read everything before I go and spoil the fucking movie for you. That's what this is doing to you. It's spoiling parts of the film within the fucking film. Why would you do that? It just blows my fucking mind. And there's also something when we transition to the next scene, there are random scene pieces where it turns slow, like they use slow-mo, and it doesn't make any sense why they do it. I mean, I understand if it's for effect, for something coming out of the smoke, whatever, but they're just random things that seem to be slowed down, and it's supposed to add something to the film. And not just that. There are a ton of wipes in this film. And, you know, transition wipes exist in a lot of films. And some people and franchises do it really well. Like Star Wars are probably some of my favorite wipes that I've ever seen in film. And because they're always, they're not generic. They they kind of blend a certain way and they work within the film reel. Where this looks like somebody took uh, Windows Movie Maker took one of the wipes, and I'm talking about, this was made in 2003, so they probably took like it from like, you know, 98, and you can see like the little leaf of the page as it turns over, it's so shitty and not needed, they could have just done any type of wipes, maybe just do fucking star wipes the entire time, instead of these fucking dumbass wipes that you're doing for the film, but again... I have to digress just a little bit and we we gotta move on so we see Jamie smoking up because that's what he does and he starts talking to the dog that's with him in the room his mama I guess comes in and asks are you talking to the dog but he notices something weird within his weed so the next morning or the same day can't quite tell what it is he goes over and meets Rory who happens to be a supplier and tells him that he found something odd within his weed
1: just the man I was looking for. Look, man, I'm gonna tell you right now, there ain't no clovers in my butt. All right, so chill with that shit. Man was filled with the motherfuckers. Satisfaction guaranteed. And I ain't no satisfied customer, yo. Satisfied customer? Do I look like a Kmart? Man, I know my rights, and that shit wasn't right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what a clover. Are See, I knew you was gonna say that. And that's why I brought these bitches, you know what I'm saying? they right here. Be a bad girl the charge. I'll show your ass right um, the fuck now. Man, I must. That's the motherfuckers at the crib. Mm-hmm. Left him at the crib. We'll check this out next time. Make sure you bring him with you. Sorry, ass. Cause no proof, no motherfucking refund. All right?
0: So they continue to argue over whether or not there were clovers within his bud, and something that Jamie says strikes Rory as odd. Ninja, nigga, did you
1: did you just call me a ninja? <laughs> hey, man. Hey you need to get out more man don't nobody say nigga no more ninja. yeah like what up ninja oh, oh, oh look at them ninjas over there <laughs> you need to stop smoking that shit you dumbass nigga ninja please
0: so uh out of the middle of nowhere some guy that looks like he's a reject from a harry potter film shows up and of course he's going to be buying weed uh from rory and they have an awkward conversation and they go through the whole thing and then of course, at the end of it, they do the joke where white guy says the N-word uh, and everybody stops. And then he's like, you're supposed to say ninja. And that's part of the a running gag that goes throughout the rest of this film. Uh, I'm not too... It, it's kind of funny. The whole ninja thing is funny to me. Because of a story that happened a long time ago in the news based in Seattle. Please look it up. Uh, but the end of the joke of the article is that he said, I'm just a ninja trying to scale a finch. And uh, that started a whole thing of jokes about being ninjas. And it's weird. It's that whole article, I think, it was somewhere in like 2010, 2011. And this is 2003 making the same fucking joke. So um, I wonder if that's where they got it from. Now we're at the next day, well, maybe it's the same game. See, I, I totally misplaced time in this movie, because sometimes it feels like it's the next day based on the wipes, and sometimes it feels like it's maybe only ten minutes later, but we're back into the discarded construction zone of the youth area, and uh, Lisa, she is working on the grill, and up comes Jimmy with tons of food. And I wonder, how does that broke motherfucker get all the money for that food? Turns out Rory bought all of the the food, uh, as well as some of the stuff that he needed, like his hot sauce. And uh, this then causes a rift between uh, Emily and the rest of the group, because she didn't know that Rory was going to be there, and Rory's the one that, uh, you know, supplied the money to get all that food for them to have a barbecue. And she runs off, Rory follows, and again, we get another Saturday morning pep talk type of fucking thing between the two of them
1: i didn't choose this life for myself look don't act on high and mighty i never asked you for anything no i was just
2: dumb looking out for you
1: i didn't want you to give up shit for me
2: yeah but i gave up everything
1: i tried to
0: pay you back right
2: with drug money you think i was gonna take that rory and you really are stupid
0: before this though i should mention that uh Emily did see a rainbow come down and she was right in the path of the rainbow and danced inside the rainbow. And then when it disappeared, that's when they had this little conversation. So she runs away from Rory and then while she's walking around, she randomly falls through a hole like nobody's been in this construction site whatsoever and nobody's bothered to cover anything up completely. So there's a random hole that she can fall down into and further the plot along. Inside. Well, Rory first tells her, I'm going to go get a rope, just stay there. And of course, like anybody in any horror movie, she just decides to go look around. He does happen to give her a lighter, which. Okay, that's going to illuminate everything. And then when she does light up a candle that she finds, the walls are filled with like lamps and sconces that have fucking electricity on them and are lit. It makes no fucking sense. Are you going to use the candle or are you going to say, hey, there's actually electricity down here or there's fire that somebody set up so that you can see your way. R-. What is going on? I understand a lighter is probably not good enough, right? It's not going to give you enough light. You can see a little bit unless you're fucking Indiana Jones. Then lighters are the best thing known to man because you can illuminate any fucking thing. But you do get the candle and so you can kind of see your way around. But why have shit on the walls? It's just a shitty design choice. If, you're, if I'm being totally honest with you guys, it, to me. I should say it's a shitty design choice, but it's probably lighting for the room because they try to make it dark, but at the same time, they want to make sure that you see the people in the shots, but it's doesn't need, you don't need the candle. It's so fucking bright inside the room. So, of course, she goes through and uh, she goes through this gate and inside there, she finds the leprechaun's chest. She takes it with her and uh, she runs into Rory, who's come down to help her. And he wants to know what's in it. And then when he gra- tries to grab it from her, it shakes and you hear the sounds of coins. And they're then they go back over to, I don't know if it's Emily's house or Lisa's house, but it's somebody's house. And they discuss what they have found.
2: How much do you think they're worth?
1: Weigh about eight ounces. I say about four or five K a piece, maybe more if they're old. Oh,
2: <laughs> you wouldn't know the weight. <laughs> That's like 200 coins. That's a million (laughs) dollars. That's
1: 50 coins each. Nice. (laughs) What are you talking about? Huh? Sounds fair to me, baby. Of course it does to you.
2: She found it. Fuck you. (laughs) Hey, it's more than enough. We can all benefit from this. Lisa, I want you to take some of this money and buy yourself a new car so you don't have to take the bus to school, okay? (laughs) And... Rory? I want you to do the right thing. Jamie?
1: Yeah! <laughs> What's up, baby?
2: You cannot use the gold to buy Bud. Bud?
1: <laughs> uh, no Bud. Damn! You heard me. What you laughing at? Ain't funny shit. Where is, buddy. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, baby.
0: Now, I swear one of those gold coins goes right down Lisa's shirt. And that one was by accident, because Jamie tries to do it like it hasn't happened before. At least, that's what it kind of looks like to me, and I found that kind of funny. And also... She heeds nothing of what the psychic told her. She said, you're going to come into a bunch of wealth, but you need to reject it. And then they see all these coins and just like, fuck it. It's time to go on a fucking shopping like montage. And that's what happens. They go all the ways. You see high beams on uh, Emily and (laughs) you see her buy a bunch of crap. The new car that Lisa buys and it's just like they're spending this money like it's fucking water it's ridiculous they're not trying to do anything different of course jamie goes out and buys all the bud that he could get and uh i guess rory gets a new apartment but also puts some of the money into buying uh more drugs from other people to become a bigger dealer but it seems like it's only weed uh and there's a funny scene with uh, the girlfriend and Rory not funny because there's like something funny that happens like laugh out loud slapstick or something funny gets said. it's something that happens with the actors and I wonder if this is the this was the best take that we got so we're just gonna go with it because it shows them kind of like making out and starting to get down and dirty for a second and she rubs her hands from his stomach down to his thigh But she accidentally grabs his junk. And you can tell that it's an accident that she went that far. Like, she was supposed to grab his leg, but instead she puts it right on top of his junk. And then moves her hand pretty quickly down to the bottom, right underneath the balls. And then they start moving on after that. And it's really funny because you can kind of tell that it wasn't really planned. Of course, a lot of those things I, I don't think are really planned. Uh, they might be, you know, if you've ever heard of the cocksock before, I think you know what I'm talking about. So, uh now they decide they're gonna throw a party for the fucking hood, right? They're gonna use some of that money uh from the leprechaun or whatever they found. They don't know who it's attached to just yet, but they decide we're gonna throw a party. And that's where we get uh, you know, everybody dancing, uh Rory, his girlfriend's trying to make Emily jealous because somehow they're at the party uh jamie he shows one of his friends his bong collection and one supposedly he's had since he was in the fourth grade there's a great line of you guys are going to fuck uh and uh i didn't want to pull that clip because that's all it was but it's definitely one of the funniest lines in the film uh and then you so you have he goes off with some girl jamie goes off with some girl and, uh, his friend notices one of the coins, and he picks up the coin, and then he starts to get high on the bed. Uh, in the meantime, the leprechaun has come back to life, and he's traced them down to the party. So, while Jamie's friend's getting high in the bed, all of a sudden, uh, the leprechaun shows up. Oh, this
1: is some good shit! Oh, no. Now what's up, little man? How you living, dawg? Oh, you want some, you want to hit, man? You want to hit? Yeah, I haven't smoked a good pipe in a long time.
0: Now, this is where I started to realize that this is like a Wayans film without the Wayans. It really is trying that hard to be like a scary movie two or a scary movie one without, or even a haunted house, uh, where it's not spoofing any. Well, it's kind of spoofing the Leprechaun franchise but making it this type of film with these type of dumb stoner jokes. And stoner jokes can be great. There is a great stoner character in Cabin in the Woods, and I'd love it. He, He is fantastic. Uh, and he's used perfectly. Here, it's just a lot of, we're getting high, and especially with the Leprechaun toking from the bong. And I haven't had a smoke in a long time. And they're smoking it up, and everything's fine, until, uh, Jamie's friend here drops the golden coin that the Leprechaun sees. Where'd you get
1: that? Oh, hey, man, you don't need to worry about that, little man. We just here to smoke, all right? You know. That's me gold. I'll give it back. It's a good boy. What? Man, I'm gonna get you high. Do you have the nerve to ask me for my money, man?
0: Oh, man, fuck you. You don't get it, man? Fuck you. All right, I'll hit a midget, man. Man, get the fuck out of here, you hallucinating motherfucker. So they get in a tussle, and the leprechaun ends up stabbing the dude with his bong and killing him. Then he goes over in the kitchen. And you got Jamie trying to make a sandwich. And in the background you have, I swear there should be Benny Hill fucking music for this moment. And like the leprechaun is just doing slapstick humor the entire time. He's running into here. He's trying to get the pickles but knocks him on the floor because he's too fucking high. He goes and, you know, looks in the fridge and gets accidentally thrown in the fridge by Jamie. It's just fucking ridiculous and i saw it coming that was the worst part of it is i saw the whole thing about to happen and it did and i just fucking it was at that point that i was like okay this is what we're gonna have to deal with with the rest of the film and it kind of sucks because he has been a scary character uh in other films and now he's just turned into a fucking joke where that you know can kill people at the same time so now we're back in the party atmosphere, and we see that Emily and Lisa, they're going to go into the back, and they're going to go check up on things. I think they're looking for Jamie is kind of what they're doing, but instead they find poor dude st- with the bong sticking out of his uh, chest and blood pooling into the bong water. Uh, they scream, and then we cut over, and we see the, the dumb cops and them talking to everybody about what was going on at the party. So you ain't got no beef with nobody on the street, huh? You think this might have been Watson's gang?
1: No, man, I told you I squared everything. Where were all that ganja you guys been smoking? Ganja? What ganja? Aw, man, my mom's Italian. She like a lot of oregano with her lasagna.
0: And it's actually true, because whatever they got to look like weed literally does look like oregano. Like he didn't get any like nice clumps in there it looks like just fucking grass all over the place like it's already been through a grinder if you do smoke uh and it's been layered ready for joints and not just the bud that you would get if you put into a bong like they showed earlier so that's actually kind of a funny joke and kind of relatable to how they've displayed the weed of course they decide that they're gonna arrest jamie and he starts crying like a bitch
1: look don't trip we're gonna get you out man i can't be nobody's prison bitch don't leave me in there i know what they do i can't be tossing nobody's salad
0: (laughs) after he's arrested we cut over to rory's girlfriend she's taken one of the coins uh from rory and has some guy melt it down into a single gold tooth that looks like absolute shit I mean, honestly, why wouldn't you just get a full fucking grill, go and steal like seven gold coins, make yourself a full grill, it's all nice and gold teeth, instead of that one tooth. It makes it not just like you look ugly, it is really just stupid. I mean, why would you only get one of your front two teeth as a gold tooth? I can understand maybe some other teeth here or there, maybe one on the bottom, or with your mouth, it just doesn't work, and ugh, I, I'm sorry, I know I'm judging on gold teeth, but ugh, it looks horrible. We also catch up uh, with Rory and Watson's crew. Watson is, uh, they're kind of sneak up upon the situation, and they see that Rory is talking to one of their better clients.
1: You see this shit, man? And that's a big fucking account he just took from us, man. Man, fuck this shit. I say we go to ice this motherfucker right no, fucking no, no, now. No, no. Why not? He deserves better than that. The fuck you talking about? We're gonna do this right. It's gonna be loud and messy. We're gonna make his ass a cautionary child for the rest of the fucking hood. Hell
0: yeah. Okay, so there's a couple things that are going on in this scene. One, when they roll up all sneakily like, you can hear the fucking car. I mean, really, Rory should know better and figure out that somebody's coming after him. Two, when they decide to roll out, they fucking use the hydraulics and fucking rev that engine up. And he still hasn't left the fucking scene. So if you don't want him to know that you're following him around... Why would you make that much fucking noise? It makes no fucking sense. And then he deserves better. He deserves to have his ass paraded around the whole fucking hood and killed that way. It's just, maybe that's not so bad. But the rest of it, like, I I just feel like they want to be like, we're spying on him. But yet, that car, that type of car, and those hydraulics are going to make a ton of fucking noise. And they're going to alert everybody in the neighborhood that you're fucking there. Now we cut over to Emily and she's on the last day of her job at the beauty salon. And uh, her boss has told her she's got one last client that she's got to deal with. And it's the one from earlier that talked about her having ash or being super ashy. And she's got to get a massage and a rub down. So she goes into the room. There's some joke about, oh, I just don't have enough oil for your fat ass and you're a whale. Uh, And she goes into the back to get it. And then the leprechaun shows up. And there's a fart gag. It's stupid, the fat lady farting. Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Uh, it's, is this this become a Medea movie now? Like, we're gonna have stupid fucking jokes that don't mean anything? Oh, look at me, I'm fat and kinda old and I farted. Oh, that's so funny. That's the type of shit that we've got right here, okay? I wouldn't be surprised if he fucking wrote for this movie too. Fucking Tyler Perry. Uh, And so, we have... Uh, her in the back, and then the leprechaun, he starts to give the lady a massage, because uh, she starts asking for it, but he's, like, dancing on his feet on her back. It's... uh It's leprechaun massage, so it's kind of disgusting. And then she realizes that that's not the person that she was meant to get it from, and then he ends up killing her for no apparent reason. If he's only going after the people that have gone after his gold, why is he killing real people that really have nothing to do with it? Unless he's just trying to hide the evidence, and basically killing her because he's going to try to kill emily uh what she does they have a little bit of a spat and man she takes a uh, hair trimmer and shoves it right in his fucking eye and it's one of the better effects of the film uh the funny part is is that the owner of the place she's nowhere to be fucking seen she was there just to do one little thing and then she's fucking gone unless the leprechaun killed her too but that happened off camera must have happened off camera so she kills well, she doesn't kill him. She sticks that and she gets away. And when he tries to run away after her, he gets pulled back in slapstick uh, fashion because, of course, that is plugged into the wall. So when she runs away, she goes right over to Rory and she tells him what the hell is going on.
2: Rory! He can't spend any more money it's a leprechaun and he's after us he wants his gold back he's the one who killed that guy that guy at the party what
1: the hell are you talking about are you smoking jamie stash or some Girl,
2: shit you need to calm down acting all crazy talking about leprechaun and shit.
0: okay so what's funny here is yes i know she saw the leprechaun and uh she could have taken it as anything but there was nothing really to tell her that that was going to be after her and what exactly and how quick she puts two and two together like here we go here's the leprechaun here's the gold oh shit we need to give that away but she never was told that that leprechaun was evil even not even by the psychic there's danger but it's weird how fast she was able to put everything together and Make sure that everybody knows, okay, here's the leprechaun, and that's going. It's really weird just how fast of a transition it goes from, I'm spending all the money, everything is fine, to, oh shit, it's leprechaun, and we need to make sure that everybody knows that that leprechaun's going after everybody with the gold. So, of course, Jamie pulls up. uh, They all get into his car, and they try to go after Lisa. Uh, And Lisa's sitting at home, and there's an odd scene where she kind of gets a weird feeling. And she goes into the kitchen and one of the drawers is open. And so she looks through every single cabinet, uh, that's there. And it's kind of a weird, like, sixth sense type of moment that, okay, something happened. And, uh, you know, let me just check to make sure. Well, she doesn't find anything. Uh, and when she walks away, she all of a sudden hears a little bit of the leprechaun laugh. And she goes back in the kitchen and every single cabinet and drawer has been opened up. Um... And when she turns around, of course, there's the leprechaun, and the battle ensues. And we, again, we get a weak-ass leprechaun. He is getting the crap beat out of him, but he can't be stopped. So this is a weird type of creature for me, right? Like, you have a Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers, where they take a lot to knock them down, but they always seem to get back up right away. But it takes a really strong person or a really big type of trap to take them out where the leprechaun he can just be fucking punched by one of the girls not saying that girls are weak but he can just be punched like that and then boom that's it and then he's going to come back or he can get hit by something like a bat and that's it and they come back so she locks herself in the bathroom after struggling with him and he starts breaking down the door and he becomes the perv leprechaun ah, into the bath my pretty like my girls nice and That's when she turns hairspray and a lighter into a fucking flamethrower and tries to burn him uh up. He is able to withstand the heat, uh, comes in and ultimately kills poor Lisa. And it sucks because this is one of the ones that we saw earlier in the film, and we saw it happen. Uh we didn't see it exactly happen, but we knew that she was gonna be the one to die, and it. This is one of those situations where I didn't want to know which of the characters were going to die. I like to guess, right? Even if it's a bad movie, I want to know who the first main character is that is going to die. And it just happened to be Lisa, and we were told this way back with the psychic, and that kind of sucks. So the trio arrive, they see that Lisa's been killed, and then we flash forward to them all sitting in the living room, and they're trying to figure out what's the next step that they need to do.
1: All right, so what's next, y'all?
2: We return the gold.
1: Nah, hell no. There's got to be another way. Fuck that.
2: We return the gold and everything that's left, and maybe all this stuff will stop. Everybody Annie, up.
0: So they all start throwing the gold back, and Emily and Jamie have a majority of it, but uh, Rory, he only throws out two pieces of the gold, and they wonder what the hell's going on. But when he picks up the box that's when they find out that it's heavy and they're like why is it heavy so they open it up they pour it out and there's tons of gold still in it then they close the box to see what happens lift it up and there's tons of fucking gold still in it so this is like the thing to have and i can understand why i would want it as well Just imagine something that can generate an unlimited amount of wealth. If I were the leprechaun, I wouldn't want anybody to have that motherfucker either. I would just do it, you know, and and live my life as a leprechaun and very, very nice and uh, happy somewhere. Maybe on a nice little island. But he doesn't want to spend his money, which doesn't make any sense to me. But these guys do. And Rory definitely doesn't want to give up the gold anymore. But they talk, they talk, and then, you know, while walking around the house, Rory sees something that reminds him what he must do.
1: can't believe he left this up. It was only four months ago. It was a lifetime ago. Here I am. We need to give back that goal. She only play.
0: So the funny thing is here is that is a picture of Emily and Rory all nice and snuggle next together in a picture uh and if you didn't see that coming, that's funny, but they make it seem like it's been quite a while, but it's only been four months since the start of this film four fucking months that's it. He already moved on, got himself a brand new hoe, and got him like he continued his drug filled ways. And he's the one that stole the money. But how old are these people? It's making that picture. It makes them look like that was in high school. And they're all just like 18 year olds. But I don't know. I think they're all probably in their 20s at least. Maybe that was something else. But four months ago? Really? That is such a short time frame for this film. So uh, my producer is telling me, really? Now? Isn't this a little awkward to be doing this? No? Okay, well, they're telling me that I need to take a break because we have... We have an ad? From who? Who the fuck is Rough Dog? I've never... We never sell fucking ads on this show. It's everything free... What? New... Something pertinent to this? Do we really? Okay, well, they're telling me I've got to run this ad from Rough Dog. I, I don't know. So, we'll be back in a bit. I guess enjoy. What up? It's Rough Dog here, and I'm here to talk about my new product to help you in your movies. You may have seen this already in Leprechaun, Back to the Hood. Why? It's the Hoodatron 9000, and what this does for you, dog. Now, now, here, let me let me let me get you in our little secret here. It turns your boring normal ass dialogue into tight ass hood dialogue that's good for the whole family. So, like, if you want to come up, and in your movie, you're talking to your friends, and the dialogue's like, Hey, what's up? You run it through the Tron and it comes out all nice and hood. What up, dog? And you can do it for anything. You want to talk about getting the bitches. Hi, ladies. Um, can I buy you a drink? And it comes out all real and street-like. Hey, shorty. <laughs> what you drinking? Let me buy you a drink, ma. Even in the love scenes, it comes out all wonderfully hood and perfectly made. I mean, you got this wimpy little character, and he's all like, mm, "Baby, yeah, let me let me grab your boobs. Oh, is it good for you, mm, baby?" Mm. And that shit ain't gonna draw audiences to ya Instead, you run it through my Hoodatron 90,00 and we all. Mm, that's right, girl let me grab that fucking ass turn over mm, face down ass up. That's the way we like the fuck And all you gotta do is put 2995 into a unmarked envelope and then send it to me on one, two three. Street, that's in Hood Thug, California, where the movie was shot. You thought this was shot in LA, but it's shot in Hood Town. So send your money all to me, and I will get you your own Hoodatron 9000 that you can hood up your films with. Now, back to the show. Well, that was interesting. Uh, We're back from our little break. Hope you enjoyed the ad, I guess. Uh... I hope he really didn't use that on this film. I mean, it kind of feels like it because everything does feel like forced fucking dialogue to make it sound more quote-unquote street or quote-unquote hood. And it keeps fucking going and it even goes down to the fucking leprechaun. But I digress and we'll talk more about that later on in the film. Uh, well, towards the end of the the review, I should say. So, they think everything's okay and... Emily finds out that Rory has run away with the box of gold. This, of course, pisses her off and makes her very sad, but she decides she needs to figure out what she's going to do. Now, we cut over to that evening, and we see that uh, the well, she's still thinking about kind of everything that's gone on. She goes to the bathroom, and she looks in the mirror after kind of cleaning herself up. And uh, what does she see when she comes back to the bed while our good old buddy Leprechaun is there waiting for her? To bed, my sweet.
2: I don't have your gold. Oh, I know that. I'm not here for me gold. I'll catch that thief soon enough. What do you want?
0: Revenge. An eye for an eye, my dear. Again, the leprechaun proves that he's the worst bad guy fucking ever because Emily still manages to beat the ever-loving shit out of him and throw him around the room like he's fucking nothing. Eventually, they get outside. He starts getting on top of her. He does overpower her, finally, and is about to stab her when in the middle of nowhere, here comes Rory, and the same type of scene from earlier in the movie happens with the Fucking baseball bat. He bats the leprechaun off of her and then runs him over with his motorcycle. And it's such a shitty looking scene once again, but Emily's free and that's it. So now we cut over and the leprechaun is still trying to find Rory and Emily, but he happens upon Rory's apartment and Rory's current girlfriend. They get in a little bit of a scuffle. She takes a shotgun out and shoots him twice, but ultimately he rips her jaw out. Well, not her jaw. She rips off the top teeth and takes the gold tooth as his own and continues his search for Rory and Emily. We cut over two our two ex-lovebirds and they stop in the middle and have another heartfelt speech.
1: Yo, Emily, we don't have time for this shit.
2: Why should I trust you? Everybody was right about you. You are no good.
1: You're right. I ain't no good. But I'm trying, Em. I'm trying to do the right thing.
0: Okay, again, here we have another one of those fucking morality parts of the movie that don't fucking fit in in this type of film. Again, the film doesn't know what it wants to be. It definitely doesn't want to be a scary movie because nothing in this is fucking scary. But I do applaud that there are no jump scares in this entire film ...that I could notice. Maybe there was one that was meant to be, but fuck, I never saw it. So, we then see that the cops see Rory because, of course, he's this big bad drug dealer... ...and he's gotta, you know, be in on something. And he's running away with his bikes really fast. And they end up capturing uh, him basically in an alleyway. Uh, shortly thereafter, after they re-arrested both of them and put him in the cop car... Uh, Our favorite leprechaun shows up and the cops begin to wonder.
1: What the fuck are you? A little early for Halloween, ain't we? They have me gold. Oh, it's your gold. Of course, you're a leprechaun, so we'll just hand it over to you.
2: We'd appreciate it.
0: Why don't you go home to your mama?
2: What'd
1: you say about me,
2: Mother?
0: No. How come the cops really got to fuck with this little guy? I mean, he basically comes in. He says, hey, guys, the gold's mine. Uh, You know, I've been chasing them. And the cops are like, fuck you. I'm just going to kick the little shit out of you. But, of course, Leprechaun kills the cops. And he happens to kill the black cop first. And then the white cop comes over. And he does, I guess he does his best Keanu Reeves with, I know Kung Fu. And then he tries to fight the Leprechaun. And there's... Uh, a little fight between them to where the leprechaun pulls off his leg and there's a actually really funny scene where he says the cop says give that back and then he falls over and dies uh and again not to say this film doesn't have funny moments that's definitely one of them now they manage to actually get out of the car and get away from the leprechaun get back on the bike and move along the leprechaun himself he's gets frustrated and then he figures hey i can take the cop car and i can chase after them but of course he can't reach the pedals and that frustrates him and we go on to our next scene so rory and uh, emily decide that they're going to go pick up jamie because they need to make sure that he doesn't get caught by the leprechaun either but it's kind of a weird scene here listen to it and i'm going to explain
1: What's up, y'all? Y'all want some smoke, smoke? Yo, we gotta get rid of this gold right now. We have to go. Why? We're getting chased by a leprechaun, yo. Come on. Man, you can't be smoking, y'all. Shit, that's the first thing they teach you, ninja. Ninja? Don't ask. Come on, man. Let's go.
0: Okay, so the big thing that you have to notice here... Is that they've told him already. Emily's told him. And they told why they need to get rid of the gold. Is because there's a leprechaun. And because they're in danger if they don't give back the gold. And they've seen that their friend has been fucking killed. Now either the weed's gone to Jamie's fucking head. Or the fact that this scene was filmed before the other scene. Or written before the other scene. Like... We hadn't gotten everybody together and so you know, Lisa's not quite dead at this point or we maybe didn't think we were going to kill her right away and we were going to come and we were going to go and pick up this guy first and, and film that type of scene and have that and that be our shot. And then rewrites came in and oh fuck we have to have this other scene in too. That's the only thing that really makes any sense to me because he was there. He knows Lisa got killed and got killed by something that Emily thought was a leprechaun. And that causes problems with the writing of the script. So, of course, they decide that they're all going to run away. And uh, they end up getting caught by Watson and his crew. So, Watson notices that they have the gold. And he decides that he's going to take it from them. And who else shows up but the leprechaun in the cop car. Now, again, one of the scenes I kind of like the way this scene plays out But I knew it was going to happen. He ends up using the leg to drive the cop car. And first you see the foot step out and everybody's like, oh no, it's the cop. And then it falls over and everybody gets disgusted. Uh, And I think that's a pretty well done scene uh, myself. Uh, And so, of course, the leprechaun approaches Watson and his crew. And uh, he tells them, hey, you got something of mine. Hello, lads. I think you got something of mine. What the fuck you ain't, you little lucky charm-looking
1: motherfucker? You have stolen what's been stolen from me. Hold on, hold yeah. Down.
0: yeah. Oh, hey, 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 baby, how, how you
1: doing? No, baby, I, I can't get into that right now. No, baby, I ain't with nobody. Look, I'm with you and only you, baby, come on. I, I, I I know, look, look, baby, I, I can't. I, I got a problem. Small motherfucking problem. Look, look, why don't you, uh, um, call a brother back? Okay, we we'll stop you. Uh, me too, baby. Now you a sand little motherfucker. You have stolen what's been stolen from me. now. Be a good lad. Give it back. Oh, but the, the gold is yours. Of course. Fucking Leprechaun. And, and, and you, um. Are want to go back Uh, well hold on let me uh, let me get that for you huh yeah
0: so it's kind of funny because remember i talked about earlier in the review uh there's something that's probably going to show them in a different light that they're not so thuggish and here you go here's the scene where he gets a phone call in the middle of it and honestly i think the scene is kind of funny the way that it's played out i think the guy that played watson he played this scene very well Uh, and, uh, it did make me kind of chuckle, maybe not laugh out loud, but definitely chuckle with the absurdity, the fact that he's getting called in and she thinks that he's cheating on her when he really, he's a gangster thug out there and he doesn't want to know that he's being gangsta, uh, out in the streets. So of course the thing that Watson wants to show the little guy is his fist and this gets into one of the more ridiculous parts of the film where we have to see the leprechaun knocked into bags of trash like 16 times I swear it just keeps happening over and over and over and over again and it's like how many times do I need to see the leprechaun fucking fly into a fucking bag of trash like do it like two or three times of course this is all to be like oh he's gonna get tired and then eventually the leprechaun does fuck him up Right, so Watson goes down, and then again, we get to see, here's the group of people that are going to have the gunfight with the Leprechaun. We didn't see the Leprechaun get shot, we just saw a bunch of people shooting, and of course, you can recognize who's going to be in there, because these guys look exactly the same, like the guys from The Vision, and they all get shot up. Well, the Leprechaun gets shot up. And then when they're trying to reload, of course, Leprechaun fucks them all up, uh, and we get a... um, A nice little chase scene uh, that happens after Emily runs and uh, knocks the leprechaun over, Everybody gets in Watson's car and they all drive off. Uh, The leprechaun is hanging on from underneath and he keeps trying to attack them. And I'm just like, why wouldn't you just like shoot down there, do something, but he's not able to, well, Rory's not able to pull out the gun that he has and get a cleared shot. And of course, Jamie thinks of the brilliant idea to turn on the hydraulics and bounce him off the car which eventually they do now i don't know how it happened but somehow watson's cell phone ended up behind the car after they had this kind of weird like chase runaway scene and it actually again it's one of the lines from the trailer but it's possibly one of the funnier lines of the movie hello
1: who the fuck are you where's
2: watson watson uh-huh no uh no, no he's unavailable so he's sorry you no, better not run up no- what do you look like? What do I look like? Uh-huh. Well, uh, I got red hair and a uh, mm. nice smile. And, that sounds good. Yeah, and I'm a pretty sharp dresser.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you work
1: out? You got a good body? Yeah.
2: I think I got a I think I got a good body. Mm. Yeah.
1: How tall are you, sweetie?
2: How tall am I? Uh-huh. Well. About three foot six. Three
1: foot six?
2: Yeah, but but I make up for it in other areas. If you know what.
1: hello
0: hello man leprechauns can never get a break with anybody honestly and if you didn't know what he was talking about he was talking about his big old weena that's right he's got that big weena that's probably about as big as he is and uh so (laughs) we get this other heart-wrenching scene afterwards i don't really want to call it a heart-wrenching scene but it's the most that jamie's actor acts in this film and it really again this is straight out of like menace to society or boys in the hood uh you know it's like Cuba goodings jr's character when he's crying about you know everything that's going on and he's swinging one. or actually you know what it's more like will smith in the fresh prince of bel-air here listen to him talk to uh rory about what he did to
1: him While we stopping it's all done, all man. Ain't nothing we could do. May go fucking kill us all, man. Just like he tore apart Lisa. Just chill out, I. Right? This is your fault, man. I ain't keeping quiet no more. Yo, you better slow your fucking roll. You understand? Get face, get out boy, your man. face, nigga. you get out your face. Put your hands on me, for You fucking crazy? Man, me. Man, you stay here man. i you. You say it, you ain't gonna hurt me, man. You say you was my friend, man. You supposed to look out for me. They want to scare on me, man. Just don't hit me no more.
0: So, you have this scene right here when they finally make up with everybody. Well, he and Rory make up because he feels like he left him at some different point, doesn't want him to leave him anymore, especially with the leprechaun trying to kill them. And they figure that the best place to go is upstairs to the psychic, who they've randomly just arrived at. I mean, either she was purposely driving there, or they just somehow ended up in the other world. Deus Ex Machina, right? There's the solution that we have, which is the fucking psychic. So they go upstairs, and they stop a guy from talking to his dead wife, saying actually a pretty funny line of, well, she's still going to be dead tomorrow. And uh, they they ask the lady for help. And of course, how is she going to accept, or how is she going to actually help them if she doesn't really want to? Why, they're going to pay her to do it, and she's willing to help. So again, we get into the lore from the beginning of the film, Again, this film likes to repeat a lot of things. Like, we're gonna go through the lore again, but there's more that's kind of going on uh after they realize what can actually hurt the leprechaun.
2: These creatures, the Legagon, they were guardians from the Dark Ages. They were protectors of the king's fortune, born of earth magic. They would retrieve the king's gold and punish anyone who would steal it. But after the king died, they were all whisked away back into the earth, except for one. He stayed in this mortal world and became twisted and evil.
1: How do we kill this little motherfucker?
2: This creature's only weakness are two things. His gold and the four leaf clover.
1: Four-leaf clover? Where the hell are we gonna get a four-leaf clover in, in the hood? Yo, come on, man. This ain't no time to be lighting up. Told you. Clovers.
0: So, of course, there are the clovers that were inside the weed that he was complaining about earlier. And this turns Rory into a fucking bullet manufacturer because he's able to grind up all the clovers and put them in the bullets and then cover them in wax on the top, which you'd think would probably jam the gun up, right? Um, hmm. Hint, hint. Uh, and so he loads his gun up and he's got all the bullets there. And uh, then he throws over uh, to Jamie a bat who, of course, complains. MAH!
1: Fuck you, get a gun. All I get is a goddamn back. What want to Hit a home run? With
0: you. Jamie, I just need you to wash my back,
1: man. Man, look, all we got to do is wait until the morning and the little fuck is toast. Morning, huh? Yeah, sunlight and shit. He's not a vampire, dumbass. Oh, look at you. Oh, look who's the expert on leprechauns now. How you know sunlight ain't going to work? You don't know. For How come you think you know anything all the time? Like you hold right here. I'm going to go check on him, all right?
0: So uh the leprechaun does finally show up and... uh rory uses his bullets and they work and there's a really (laughs) shitty effect where like these gold orbs are flying out of the leprechaun i don't know what it's to symbolize but he needs to shoot him so many times to actually kill him i guess his spirit is leaving him for the time being maybe that's what exactly it symbolizes but of course the gun jams up just like i said earlier and just like jamie told him you shouldn't begin the glock because those things jam so that happens, the leprechaun starts coming upon them, and Jamie comes out of nowhere with that bat and bashes him in and starts uh, basically mouthing off to him. Away
1: from my friends! You used me gold. That's right, bitch. And I bought me a new car, I bought some ice, bought some new cakes, and an ass load of bud too. And I smoked that shit, and it was good the motherfucker.
0: So at this point, the leprechaun actually stabs uh, Jamie in the leg with part of the bat and leaves him to die. Then you have the psychic who magically has fucking superpowers or magical powers and is creating orbs and trying to fight the damn leprechaun while Emily and Rory get away and fucking fails because you hear her scream uh, at one point. So we're assume right now that Jamie's probably dead and definitely the psychic is dead. So they're running away, uh, and uh, you know things happen with Emily, things happen with Rory. Uh, Rory ends up almost getting beat down, and right when he's going to get killed by the leprechaun on top of the roof, she grabs his, uh, the gold and starts throwing it over the roof, and it's landing in cement. And at this point in the film, I'm thinking that's how the leprechaun is going to die. And uh, so he goes after Emily who runs away with his gold and he falls in suit she runs into an elevator and i know i'm going a little bit fast but there's not a whole lot that really goes on here but he does go you know after her while she's in the elevator
2: no escaping from you this time darling you're going to hell with all the others who stole her reigns
0: And of course she escapes and goes down into the basement where there's a furnace and what looks like a construction site, which is really odd. And this isn't the same one that we saw at the beginning of the film. It's more like the boiler room of the place, but the sets. That's all I'm going to say is the sets. So uh, he's chased her down there to that point and he tries to have one last chat with her before he destroys her. We've had a Uh, hug.
2: Now give me what's mine. And I might spare your miserable life. Why did you kill them? For this? You evil fuck! Don't presume to tell me right from wrong. You compromised all you believed in once you got the gold. Just like all those before you. Your kind is weak. And one always given to your selfish year. Brings out the worst in us, doesn't it?
0: You really want to die so badly. You can't live forever. And so she takes the gold and she throws it into the furnace. They have a little bit of a spat. She almost goes in herself, but she's able to turn around it on the leprechaun and throw him into the fire. She locks the gate, she goes upstairs, wakes up Rory, and everything is A-OK. Until the leprechaun shows up again with his gold in hand. Uh, I couldn't tell you i saw this coming how else can do it because even rory says how you got the gun gun unjammed uh because the clovers and his gold are the only two ways to kill him and right now all they have are the clovers so they're fighting back and forth and eventually uh rory does get the gun working but it's before the leprechaun is basically looking over on the top of emily as she's about to fall down to her doom for two thousand years, you
2: filthy mortals have tried to steal my riches to satisfy your greedy urges. <sighs> and it always ends the same. With you begging for your miserable lives. Rory!
0: Was it all worth it in <clears> me? <throat> So he's about to throw her off the cliff when Rory finally gets that gun unjammed and starts shooting at him. And I really want to know how many clover bullets did this guy make? Because between all the shots inside the psychic's office and here, he shoots about 15 to 16 rounds, but when he makes the bullets, he only seems to make about four or five. That's it. He only had like five four-leaf clovers. So he was able to make this many fucking bullets? But of course, he runs out of ammunition finally when he's going to lay the last shot down on the leprechaun. But out of the middle of nowhere, here comes Emily, who's managed to save herself with the gold and fucking bitch slaps him upside the head, knocks him over directly into the wet cement, and I fucking called it! He goes into the cement and he gets fucking he doesn't really die but he gets stuck inside the cement so i guess now he's gonna have to be revisiting the hood i guess if you're gonna make a third one of the hood trilogy um then we see everybody and it looks like we've got very happy endings because we've got rory and emily and they're on rory's bike uh and they go over into the um Uh, the playground, and there's Jamie, and he's playing with everybody, and remember how much he was in love with Lisa, and how much he wanted that ass, and now he's just happy to be with the kids, and everybody's forgot about Lisa, the only character that shouldn't have fucking died in the fucking movie, out of the main characters, fucking died, and that's a bunch of fucking bullshit, honestly, uh, she's the only one that didn't deserve to die, Neither did Emily, and it's good that she did. But though those only two with the good head on their shoulders, though Emily went more on like a buying scree than uh, Lisa did, and Lisa actually was the one that was like, I'm not sure if we should really use the gold. So, uh, not to get into the ending, uh, well, my final wrap-up, but let's just go on. We'll play the end theme, and we'll end the movie. So that was Leprechaun Back to the Hood. And honestly, it's it is a terrible movie. And uh, you know, I, I might have to have a talk with uh Don't Go Down That Road podcast about having me view this movie, but honestly, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be, and, and it has its moments where it's entertaining and it's fun. Uh, and is it something that I recommend that you watch? Honestly, I think you should watch the first one, Leprechaun in the Hood, instead of Leprechaun Back to the Hood, because honestly... It's a budget issue, and I feel that they had a lot more that they could have done, and this was just thrown together to make some money on people that enjoyed the Hood version of Leprechaun. And honestly, the the Hoodatron 9000 had to be used on this film, because everything, it, it, that's what I didn't get in the first version of this, was it just feels like it's forced. Like, we have to figure out some way to make this gangsta, to make this thug. And then, even going through where I was talking about a second ago, where one of the characters that shouldn't die, actually dies. Like, the stoner dude Jamie, I think, should have died. Or Rory should have died. Should have sacrificed himself to save Emily and Lisa. That would have been better than killing off poor Lisa, who really didn't do anything but buy a fucking car, because Emily told her to buy the fucking car. It's... It's things like that that kind of ruin parts of this movie for me. And honestly, the forced dialogue is a lot of what ruined this. And it even gets down to uh, Warwick Davis and his leprechaun. He doesn't get enough screen time where he's actually talking. And when he does, it's always something that's kind of silly and dumb. Uh, I just don't know what else to say about this film. So the gore factor of the film, it's about a 3 out of 5. It's got a couple little gory things. I like the thing with the bong where the blood was filling as the bong water. I like the scene with the cop and him pulling off the leg and the cop not realizing his leg's gone yet. Uh, You know, it's actually more of like a 2.5 out of 5. It's not overly bloody. There are some scenes that are kind of like, eh, but, you know, if you're in this Leprechaun in the Hood series for the blood and gore, Uh, you're in the wrong franchise to be honest uh the fun factor it is a four out of five for the things that are funny are really funny and i do like warwick davis as a leprechaun uh you know i don't know how hornswoggle did in the origins version but that seems again like a nightmare on elm street reboot where it's trying to be all gritty again kind of like the original and the first leprechaun is not a bad film this is just not my favorite franchise to be honest with you uh, but as much fun as I had within the hood, where I really thought that that was ridiculous to be ridiculous, a lot of this it's actually some of the jokes are relatively funny uh and then some of uh the situations can be funny and fun uh and sometimes the acting is so bad that it's entertaining um again maybe the four is a little too high maybe a three and a half out of five is probably better on that fun factor and then the crap factor it's a five out of five everything is pretty much done it looks like it's shot in one fucking location they try to change it up but that's obviously the same thing or that's obviously a set behind it that's been painted or green screened Uh, you know, there's things that happen that you're like, why did that happen? When did the psychic get fucking powers? And why do we only see two balls of energy that she throws fucking throwing a Kamehameha at the leprechaun? Uh, and, uh, we really don't see anything out of that, but she dies and we don't really get to see how she dies. And how did Jamie survive? Uh, he would have probably bled out at that point or the leprechaun should have killed him. Why doesn't he, why again, why doesn't he die? And then Lisa's is the one that fucking gets it. It doesn't make any sense to me, and that's one of the reasons why the movie is so crappy. And then the makeup of the Leprechaun is really bad. To be honest, I've seen him look better in the other films, and it just looks like, oh, we have the costume, it's a little beat up, and we're going to just do some touch-up paint on the costume for the Leprechaun. So, overall, I gave this film three out of five clover bullets. Uh, And uh, do I recommend that you watch it? If you've seen uh, Leprechaun in the Hood... uh, you could go back to the hood, but it's pretty terrible. Uh, even a three out of five, it's you know, it's not an average of whatever I did before, and um, it's entertaining enough. I think if you get a nice group of people together, I think this is one of those movies that you could watch by yourself. Probably gonna get a little annoyed, but it's pretty fun to make fun of the movie. So for next time, uh, we have a another suggestion from another listener. And this comes from Patrick. Uh, and it's a movie, again, I haven't seen. And it's one of his favorite films. And it's Return of the Living Dead.
1: They only come out at night. They're mean, rude, and dead. Not them. Them. There's a hundred of those things out there. How many did you say? A hundred. The dead are refusing to remain buried. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're going to call the boss. They've come back to life. They're hungry. And they're not vegetarians. A graveyard out there's full of people coming out of the ground. We have a little problem. What the hell is going on there? Rabbit weasels. What? More
2: brain.
1: They're back from the grave and ready to party. It's party time! The return of the living day.
0: So, thank you again uh, to everybody for listening. You can always follow the podcast on Twitter, and it's at T underscore T underscore podcast. Uh, you can also follow us uh, on Facebook. It's I, uh, sorry, Facebook.com slash terrible terror podcast. Uh, and, uh, you know, give us a, a review on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, uh, and Spreaker. And we're also available on uh, Blueberry as well. And if you have any movie suggestions that you'd like to see uh, reviewed on this podcast, you can always, uh, you know, check us out uh, or send us an email at terribleterrapodcast@gmail.com. at com. Another big shout out and a big thank you to... Don't go down this road podcast. They are at D G D T R podcast on Twitter. Uh, and thank you for the suggestion and being my 300th follower, as well as the nice little gifts that you sent over little buttons and stickers and everything. I really do appreciate it. Uh, and I hope you guys like the review that I gave for you. Uh, also thank you to, uh, Patrick who did suggest the next movie and who was also my voice, uh, on the HoodaTron 9,000 commercial that I did. Uh, And uh, you can follow him at PSOLA64 on Twitter. So the next film for the next review for October is going to be Return of the Living Dead. I hope that you guys enjoy it. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.